0: first time I saw it, I wondered to myself, what are they doing? This product is going to change the face of this company forever. They are no longer going to be a main competitor to the other two major sports car manufacturers in the world. They're going more mainstream. So why? Why do you want to diminish your brand image and go after more profit? Well, that's not a justifiable answer, but why did Porsche create the Cayenne? Why did they want to go after a mainstream marketplace? And really, were they the first to ever do this? Have other companies soured their image with products from the mainstream? This and more is what we'll talk about today on the Autolux.net podcast. Autolux Podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from autolux.net. Welcome back to the Autolux Podcast. I am your host as always, the Dr. T Automotive Industry, Mr. Everett J. coming to you from our main website at autolux.net, and remember that's one word, autolux.net, where you'll find all of our podcasts, automotive ratings, and corporate links, websites from around the globe to help you out with that class project or information. To help you find products or issues with the products that you love. all oh, on autolux.net. And we'd like to give a special thanks out to podbeam.com for getting this website and this podcast out to the world. On every major streaming service. And now with Rivian Motors adding tune in to their mainstay of products available within the R1T. You can now find the autolux.net podcast right inside of your own Rivian product. And we'd like to give a shout out to our new friends over at Feedspot. If you haven't been there, it's the internet's largest curated database of bloggers and podcasts. And yes, you can find the Autolux podcast there. And if you're really looking for more content similar to ours, you can check out Feedspot for the 15 best Canadian automotive podcasts. And you will find the Autolux podcast sitting right there in front of you, along with some other greats from this great nation. And that website, again, check it out. Go over to Feedspot.com. Sign yourself up, take a check out, and listen to some great stuff. Read some great stuff and go over. Check it out at Feedspot. So as I said, I am Everett J. and this is the Looks Not Met Podcast. We're talking about Porsche and the competition. Why did Porsche enter the mainstream market, and were they the first? No! Porsche was never the first mainstream market company to jump into bed with a mainstream product. There's been a lot of conversions between this over the years. And Lotus is one of the biggest players that has gone into mainstream marketing. Yes, Lotus. You can go back to 1980s with the Talbot Sunbeam Lotus. This is a stupid little hatchback thing. Similar to that of a Chrysler Omni. Yeah, the Omni. That horrible hatchback that they had back in the 80s. That was it. But Lotus added their name to it. But Talbot Sunbeam wanted the Lotus name on it. This, This wasn't the first time that they did this. They did this with the Lotus Omega Carlton. And they did it way back. In the 60s with the Cortina Lotus and being owned by Proton Auto back in the 90s and early 2000s they had the Lotus Satria. But Porsche was building a mainstream product. Lotus was just adding its name and performance orientation to something else more of a special edition. These were vehicles built by Ford, Vauxhall, Proton, and Talbot Sunbeam being shipped over to Lotus to have final completion for the sport appeal. And all this was being done just to garner sales from an already famous company. Lotus, as everybody knew, were the bread and butter of Sport Appeal. They knew how to make these vehicles fun, fast, and do what they wanted to do. So what did they add their name to it? They wanted to make some money, and other companies wanted to make some money. But Porsche just wanted to make money. And with the release of the Cayenne, eventually Porsche sought to go after the new emerging saloon marketplace. They wanted to go after products like the Audi A7, the Aston Martin Rapide, and the BMW Grand Coupe. They wanted to go after these products because they knew there was a marketplace for them. Hell, Mercedes had created the coupe profile marketplace with the Mercedes-Benz CLS back in the day. This was something that helped explode this marketplace and give us coupe profiles, essentially causing the demise of actual coupe products by moving coupe profiles into both sedans and CUVs. You can hear more about that on our actual demise of coupe profiles podcast look for it on autolux.net but porsche saw that they can make money in this marketplace they can go after sedans now this product wouldn't compete directly with the audi a7 because the audi a7 will go after just standard luxury makes same with bmw grand coupe so porsche was going into it as a sports car inspired product but then again porsche how sports car are you considering the fact that you built the cayenne You went after the CUV marketplace. All because you wanted to make more money to try and buy out Volkswagen. Now you're sitting here telling us that you want to get into sedans. And this is a sedan with a sports car appeal. With only the 911 being the main sports car of that actual brand, Porsche was becoming more of a grand touring product showcase, similar to that of Aston Martin. See, Aston Martin can move in and create the DBX, the Lagonda, and even the Rapide a lot easier, considering the fact that their sports cars are considered more of a grand tourer than a GTS product. These aren't vehicles built for dedicated speed, track times, and winning the fastest lap at the Nurburgring. They're built for creature comfort, for getting around town, Lotus on the other hand Never had that. When they add their name to a vehicle, you expect it to be a stripped-down, bare-bones, built-for-speed product. But Porsche had the Cayenne. It's a Touareg with an adjustable suspension and a higher performance outtake. It had better handling. So you didn't have to worry about rolling this thing over as easily as a standard Touareg q 7 And now, here is the Panamera. This was a product that Porsche wanted. They wanted to go after the mainstream product places. They wanted to be the sport inspired luxury product for the world we already knew they built sports cars we knew they had the 911 we knew they had the Boxster the Cayman hell they had the Carrera GT back in the day and then the 918 this was Porsche this was a company that knew how to build speed inspired vehicles who could dominate the Nurburgring but now they're building you a vehicle you could your 911 to the track now they're building you a vehicle you can go to business meetings and bring your friends out for luncheon now they're building vehicles to go on a ski trip on the weekend in Porsche was now hitting all of these avenues but why the competition wasn't hell the closest thing they had to an actual competitor within that sports sedan marketplace was the Ferrari FF which eventually moved into the Grand Luso the FF was essentially just a sport hatch. It was a Grand Touring as a hatchback. More of a shooting brake. This didn't destroy Ferrari because Ferrari already had Grand Touring vehicles. All they did for this one is just shorten the rear overhang. This allowed them to get more interior storage space while traveling. But it still only had two doors. And those two doors instead of four set it apart from the Panamera. Porsche and its Panamera were more like its counterpart, the A7. It may have had that Porsche-inspired front end. It may have used the similar power plants as Porsche has designed for the 911. But The Panamera, in all true context, was essentially a four-door version of the Rebirth 928. Now, we all know Porsche went front engine back in the 80s and hell even back in the 80s they thought of the idea of creating a four-door sedan but they pulled the plug on it because they didn't want to diminish their product range and they didn't want to cheapen the image of Porsche so what changed between the 80s and early 2000s well the early 2000s even though the Boxster and Cayman were doing great making more money for them to help push more 911 products out to the masses and with the 911 being the main product in the GTS GT category Porsche just wanted to go all in and try and hit every major marketplace that its consumers would go after they were playing their cards right and they did it before anyone else decided to lay their cards on the table and go after that marketplace Porsche did it ahead of the competition Sure, back in the early 2000s, it destroyed their image. It was the destruction of Porsche. The Cayenne essentially removed Porsche from the umbrella of sports cars. Porsche was now taken off the board next to the likes of Ferrari, Lotus, McLaren, and Lamborghini. Their name was no longer up there. Their name was taken down and moved into Maserati, Alfa Romeo, and De Tommaso. They were moved into a product range which had Grand Touring, sedans, and now CUVs. Similar products that Aston Martin has gone after. But Aston Martin, as we said, couldn't destroy its image. Because when you look at an Aston Martin, even old school ones, similar to that of the DB5 that James Bond drove, you think of a luxurious Grand Touring product. Not the same image you get when you see a 911. When most people see a 911, they see the 911 Turbo. This all-in, speed demon sports car. Sure, we have now moved into the Carrera and Carrera 4S days, where these things are more of grand touring products. the 911 is still the top of the sports car chain. And with the Cayenne and Panamera now in, and then being removed from the top tier brands and being moved into more of the mainstream, sport-inspired brands, Porsche. now at a loss of words but this is the early 21st century it wouldn't be this way forever and like a lot of things consumers images of products change and as we've all seen how many people today look at a hyundai and see the pony how we did a podcast about that hyundai's luxury rise this company took itself from these cheap economy cars of the pony and excel in the 80s to having genesis A luxury brand that goes up against the likes of Mercedes, BMW, Audi, Cadillac. So yes, you can change the image of it. And Porsche eventually could change its image. With the rise of the electric vehicles porsche decided to go all in at the beginning once again and release the tycan the first electric sports sedan on the market they still have their sports car which goes after lamborghini ferrari with the 911 they still have the cayenne and Macan in the cv marketplace and they still have the panamero and gran turismo in the sedan wagon marketplace but now with the Taycan in the sports sedan electric vehicle marketplace they now have a product for the future and with people's perception of products being skewed so much these days and the entrance of the active lifestyle vehicle marketplace, today Porsche and their name is not destroyed, but they are now becoming the pinnacle of sports cars in the world once again, even though that's going to be with four doors and not two. But with the future already showing us that the competition is now willing to get into more mainstream products with the Urus and now the Ferrari Purosang and even the Lotus Electric. They're showing us these companies are now seeing why Porsche did what they did. Why they destroyed their name in the early 21st century to gain more traction in the future. Ferrari and Lamborghini, it's hard to tarnish their images. How Lamborghini created the LM001 back in the 80s. This was a truck. How Ferrari had stretched out Grand Touring products in the 80s turned into sedans. They've all entered into these different marketplaces, but they all did it on a limited scale. Not mainstream scale, limited scale. So these were just niche products reaching out for a different portion of the marketplace. And with the Urus not having a full blood mainstream product offering and without the sales to back it up as being a mainstream product, the Urus is still considered a niche product. So even though you could tow your Huracan or Aventador to the racetrack with your Urus, people still see Lamborghini as that sports car manufacturing. And with the pure saying coming out and seeing through it, it's concept images that it's more of a Ferrari FF lifted. Ferrari's image will neither be tarnished as well. Lotus with the Electra is doing the same thing as Porsche. They're going all in with the electric vehicle bandwagon. With the new Evisa setting the world stage for electric hypercars. Beating the Tesla Roadster to the market. And now with the Electra beating an electric version of the Cayenne to the marketplace. Lotus is starting to show up Porsche in the market that Porsche built porsche destroyed its name to get into this marketplace and they did this to make more money and to go after higher margins lotus is doing this to get back to life and with a new parent company geely behind them and geely wanting the lotus name for how strong it is worldwide to be bigger than it really is they've seen what porsche did the only difference is lotus can still be seen as a sports car manufacturer for the time only due to the fact But one, they build more sports cars than they do ALVs. And two, the market is so skewed and the demands are so outrageous that there is no difference between a sports SUV, a performance SUV, an ALV, sports car, sports sedan, crossover. They're all merged together. So Lotus is going in correctly. Lamborghini and Ferrari are doing it the niche product way. But where does that leave companies like Koenigsegg or McLaren or even Pangini? Will McLaren step up and jump into sports sedan or CUV marketplace? Will they go after it? They have stated no, they don't want to go after these higher margin products only due to the fact that they don't want to tarnish their image similar to that of what Porsche had done. The only reason why Lamborghini and Ferrari did it is because so many people demanded it. It was just too hard of an opportunity to pass up. Porsche did it before the demand was there. And they created the market and the demand within that market so in a world of today will porsche live on and keep their name will they be the pinnacle of sports cars around the world the answer is only in time itself with the Taycan, both sedan and wagon versions going into this family oriented mainstream electric vehicle product place. All we have to do now is wait for more electric sports car products to come out from Porsche for them to regain themselves as a sports car manufacturer. with Lotus considering even a sedan into the marketplace as well as more sports cars, they may be giving Porsche a run for their money. Whereas Lotus has given its name to many different manufacturers around the world and never tarnished its image, Porsche has done so. And this isn't the first time that Porsche has done it. And it's not the first time a competitor will do it as well. If you remember, Aston Martin needed to bring down its EPA and they created the Signet, Built off a Scion IQ or Toyota IQ platform, this was made to just go after one thing. But it never took off. So it became a niche product. Yet again, not destroying its image. So, Porsche, if you're listening, you need to re enter the sports car marketplace to reimagine your performance oriented background. As today, Porsche is just another luxury car manufacturer that produces a few sports cars on the side, similar to that of Maserati. Yes, Porsche falls in the same lines as Maserati now. It will take time and effort for them to regain their name and move back into the same leagues as Ferrari. And Lamborghini, and with the electric vehicle race coming on, maybe, just maybe, Porsche can do it. So really, in the end, did Porsche need to create the Cayenne, or the Macan, or the Panamera, or the Taycan? They didn't need to. It did help them, and did help push them into the future. And now, with the Panamera and Cayenne propping up their bottom line, they were able to create a product as amazing as the Taycan. So in a world today, those products were required to get to the point they are at now. Or a company like Lotus, had they have never been picked up by Geely, may have just gone with the wind. So, if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment. And if you feel that Porsche should start scaling back some of these mainstream products to get back its original sports car image, let us know. Send out this podcast and let other people know. Let your boss know. Let your friends, your family, let your coworkers know and tell them. Is this the end of the Porsche sports car name? Or can they rejuvenate themselves in this field? Or are they doomed to be a luxury manufacturer for the end of time? And after you do that, stop by the autolux.net website and check out some of the help pages. There are things in there that are amazing and can help you out in your search for a brand new vehicle. Or even parts for the vehicle. Or even answers you have to the questions you have about the automotive industry. Things that Autolux itself has not covered. So, stop by autolux.net and check out the site. And thanks to podbeam.com for getting us out there and showing the world that autolux.net podcast is the home of the doctor to the automotive industry. So for myself, Everett Jay, and the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one restructuring ride of the Porsche automobile company.